Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's March 30th, Thursday in the year 2023. Today is my crazy day, so that you all remember right after this, I have the wonderful experience of doing Bright Tea on TV, which I all know you want to see. You can't, you can't avoid seeing that right after here at 2 o'clock p.m. today. Patriots, before we begin today, I think we need to think about home defense, and home defense is a real issue especially in this crazy time when you have the trans activists talking about Trans Vengeance Week. And there's no better thing to do to prep your family and your home defense plan than with iTarget Pro. If there was ever a story that best encapsulated how bad crime has become, it's the one about Starbucks providing baristas with active shooter training because our cities aren't safe anymore. And while the Supreme Court has made it easier for you to conceal carry for protection, it's your responsibility to be properly trained. That's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app Load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including .223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. This is the smartest investment in your ability to safely and effectively handle your firearm. Plus, it will pay for itself in one day. That's the letter I, TargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com. Offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you want to have. Well, Patriots, the banking system continues to be a major issue. It was reported today depositors have finally awoken. This is the second wave of bank run has begun, says Barclays. And people are beginning to understand that their money is not safe in the banking system. And, of course, they're pushing it quickly towards the area of gold and silver. So let me play this piece to you because this is pretty dramatic. Mexico has also applied for BRICS membership, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, which is now becoming the competing system to the Federal Reserve paper worthless note. Here you go. So this is true. Mexico has officially tried to join the BRICS with many other countries. And what we have now, folks, is an operation where over 100 countries have come together and they're doing deals outside of the U.S. dollar, settling trade in all of the commodities that they control outside of the U.S. dollar in their local currency. So it's not just Mexico. It's not just the BRICS. We covered it the other day with the Kenyan president telling his citizens to abandon the U.S. dollar. This is happening worldwide over 100 plus countries. Now, I brought this up and this video was, was doing really well, but there's plenty of people in the comments that think that everything is just fine. I brought up the fact that they're dumping our treasuries at the fastest pace in 10 years. And many people say that's not too, that's not that big of a deal. If it happened 10 years ago, we're still here today. Everybody's still using the dollar. Obviously, it's not that big of a deal. But here's what's different. So this time around, we have the banking crisis taking place in the United States. We're on the verge of default, 30 trillion in debt, 100 trillion in unfunded liabilities. But last time around, when these countries were dumping our treasuries at this fast of a pace, they did not come together in an alliance of over 100 plus countries 
that are getting together to do trade outside of the dollar. They're dropping our treasuries. They're, they're creating new reserve currencies, right? And they have the commodities and they're continuing. We have new investments, China into Saudi Arabia, China into all of these developing countries. They've ramped up the amount of debt and lending that they're doing to these developing countries. And, and this is all part of the world moving away from the US dollar. This is the death of the dollar. It is inevitable. We have to reset this thing. We have to restructure our debt. We have to revalue our currency and all of the commodities and all of the pairs uh, against the US dollar because the US dollar is, is, is on its way out, right? They're, they're going to have to reset it. Are we still going to have a US dollar, a treasury note, a Federal Reserve note, a CBDC? Yes. Yes, we will. We will still see the U.S. dollar represented in some form or fashion. We know CBDC is what they're going for, an accelerated great reset. It is truly here. All of the partnerships and all of the announcements are being made right before us. And this is why you are seeing the smart money is front running the move into commodities here. And they're draining the vaults of the gold and the silver, right? They're draining the vaults of the gold and the silver. The smart money is getting it out, securing the commodities, we're about to see a flood of money and liquidity coming out of the high-priced, over, overpriced, speculated on equities, and it's coming into commodities. It's coming into the real value, the real economy. This is a critical time for these nutjobs. They're doing everything they can right now to try to take control of this nation and force us all into some sort of compliance to their digital currency. And that's their end goal. And this end goal is is woven in so many levels. One of the things that they're trying to force right now is a federal pay system. And that pay system is called FedNow. And that FedNow system is going to be a way to try to force people as stepping into this digital currency. But the timeline on this is accelerating. Japan is asking for an acceleration of the CBDC. They're the largest debt holder of the U.S. So there's obvious panic that's going on right now in the time frame that they were working on when to roll this out. And what do they know? They know for a fact that the people aren't going to like this. How do we know that? Because they're continuing to push for this draconian, what they call TikTok ban, which isn't even that. And it's all a measure to take total control and seize the right for people to say or speak freely at any form. Our Congress is complicit in all of this. And as I've said so many times, it's essential that we pay attention not to just to what they say, but to what they're not saying. And it's not just Congress. It's every political person out here. These people understand very well that they, we are being forced into a great reset. And what they are uncomfortable with increasingly is that the awareness that we have is growing that these people are criminals. I challenge you to really look seriously at any of the politicians, any of them. And I'm not going to tell you there aren't some that are good. But you're hard-pressed to find them that really stand for the values of the Constitution. And that's because they are not part of a constitutional government. They're part of a corporate government, which is an occupier. And as an occupier of this nation, they have no allegiance to us. They have only an allegiance to their bankster puppet handlers and their big pharma, big corporate handlers that provide them with all sorts of money through their lobbyists and influencers. We have lost control of this government and they've lost control of us. So 
we have to start staking, taking a stand, and it ultimately comes down to local action. We can't affect what they do, but we can see what they do and understand that in our local counties, if we have a strong sheriff and we have a strong county commission, there is nothing that they can do other than threat. And that's all they do anyway. They're just full of threat and coercion to try to force us all into some sort of compliance and make us obey their retarded rules. So we have a choice, and we've had a choice all along, but the awareness and the awakening wasn't there. Now it is. And once we learn something of truth, we're obligated to hold to that truth. That's a principal issue of repentance. Once we repent and we know the truth, we can't keep doing the same thing over and over. And so here we are. Now, patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. We have a pretty heavy prayer today. So please join me in prayer. Father God, we come to you today very humbled and with a pressing, pressing prayer that comes to us from one of our B-dads. And this is a prayer of just an immense tragedy that just happened today. So, Father, we this prayer reads that a family that lived next to one of our B-dad's brothers had four children, the oldest five and the youngest age one. This is so hard to type. The grandmother had all four children in the car riding, and there was a wreck. The grandma had been declared dead and all four children had been med, had to be med flight to the hospital in Huntsville. Please pray. Father, we are just humbled in this moment of these are four children, four precious children. And we just pray for their rapid and miraculous recovery. This is so devastating. And we pray for this family. We just pray for the the damage that this represents, and again, the preciousness of youth, that we're just innocent in this whole pray- place. Father, we just ask for prayers for this family of strength, prayers for healing for these children and the miraculous touch of the blood of Christ in all. And in this time, Father, we are in such a challenging moment of time. A time where we are faced with immense upheavals in our world as we see the unbuckling of an economy. We see politicians that are trying to maneuver so that they themselves are protected. We are witnessing a selfishness and a self-conceit of elites that is beyond any measure their disregard for the well-being of humanity, their disregard for even informing people of the coming challenges, which lays the burden on us, which is, as I would suspect, intended as we speak for truth and walk with the glory of kingdom. Yet nonetheless, Father, there are so many people unprepared. And so we pray for this time that all those that are unprepared can begin to wake up to the challenges that are facing them that each one of us that carries the truth in our heart will continue to speak truth to power and to do so in ways that we can truly love thy neighbor and help assist them to wake up to the challenges and reality of the times in which we are currently in. Father, this is a, a, a time of what they are calling the Great Reset in which we seek to find 
the great awakening within people's hearts. And as that happens and as we seek that place to challenge people to reconsider their world, to reconsider how they see the world, we continue to pray that they will have the strength to break free from their biases and the control of this matrix that has seized so many in their heart and their mind to deceive them and to lead them astray. Father, this is a time more than ever that we need our faith and and power in Jesus. There are so many people wandering out here in need and so many that are broken. And we are praying now for that glorious healing, restoration, and guidance in each of our steps as we walk forward to truly find a way forward to help one another, to raise one another, and to do what is true in the sense of loving thy neighbor, as in agape love, to do what is in the best level of love that we can for another. Sadly, when we mention love, it is such a burdened word these days, a word that has become encased with all of the manipulations of corporal love, of physicality, has little to do with its origins of meaning as intended in in the original scripture. So again, we just ask for clarity and an opening of hearts to receive what that means, to understand and appreciate all that that means in this time. It It is such an amazing world to be part of, and it is also such an amazing time to witness, and it's equally difficult. Again, let us keep agape love in our heart to seek the highest for someone else and to separate that from the corruption of how this Luciferian order has tried to make all things love into physical sex. To give us the empowerment of truly the walk within kingdom, to lead people to a place of accepting Christ and to get them walking on that place, wholly trusting in you to watch the amazing life that unfolds as they trust in you to lead them, guide them, and bring the miracles that only you can bring. We ask for the continued opportunities to helping one another, the continued opportunities to reach out to our neighbor and to raise up others in need. And in so doing, to build the strength in this fellowship and in the body of Christ so that we become stronger as a whole, not just stronger as individuals. Father, this is a beautiful time in in which we live, and it is a time we're blessed to be part of. You are bringing a sword to the earth. We are watching the threshing floor once again as we see the separation between the wheat and the chaff. And however that translates out, let us not carry elitism in our heart, but rather compassion for those that are still wandering, searching, or are completely lost. May we also carry the strength of Joshua to understand that in the face of evil, we must have compassion for the people and yet ferocity in the face of evil, to give it no quarter, to crush it ruthlessly, and to do so as you guide us and lead us. May we remember the story of Jericho as the ark is carried around for seven days. Again, such an amazing thought that in in this moment there's prayer and worship 
and yet nobody in the city converts or seeks to make peace. And let us remember the ferocity of wrath of justice, that when the walls fall, all men, women, children, and donkeys were slain. Let us remember the covenant that was made, both the compact it was made that started this country with the pilgrims. Let us remember the covenant that was made with you in the in the attack of Jericho to not defile the things which you have told us not to touch. Let us listen closely in these walks as you guide us and lead us, as we seek a deeper relationship and love in you to raise up the mightiness of this army, and in so doing, to stand up to this evil and to not give it any room to move. Above all, let us protect the children. As we begin this prayer, we end this prayer with a prayer for these four young innocents that were damaged in this accident. And we pray for them, and we pray for their families, and we pray for the many, many children out there that are being subjected to this ruthlessness of groomers, pedophiles, freaks, and people that seek only to use children for their own glorification and their own sexual pleasure. Let us be that sword to protect them. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, it's, it is a pretty challenging time right now. There was a heavy prayer to push today, and we just ask those, that prayer will continue for those children. That's a devastating piece and very unfortunate. In other news, we have California now that is being challenged to put its money where its mouth is. $800 billion and counting, California Reparations Board has confronted to make good on years of reparation rhetoric. For years, Democrats have, in, this is from Zero Hedging, for years, Democrats have insisted that reparations are a moral imperative. Now, however, the bill will come due, and advocates on a Wednesday hearing confronted members of the California Reparations Task Force in asking, where is the money? Some are now demanding more than $5 million per resident, as Reparations Board member Lisa Holder of the Equal Justice Society promised that the committee's rep- recommendations will be breathtaking. Well, apparently they were. So much breath, they don't even have any, have any money to take it. California Governor Gavin Newsom created the Reparations Task Force, which was just reached its own recommendations for $223,000 per person. Others have insisted the figure should be $350,000 per individual and another $250,000 for black-owned businesses. One California politician insisted the figure needs to be $800,000 per person, reflecting the average cost of home of a home in the state. In the meantime, a similar board has recommended 5 million payments to eligible residents in $5 million payments for the eligible residents in San Francisco. Notably, California's laws expressly states that this money should not be treated as compensation for federal reparations. Huh. But on Wednesday, the task force chair, Camila Moore, said the final decision on the exact amount will be left up to the California state legislator and Governor Newsom. Huh. Interesting. And they don't have any money. So they better show it or they will lose support, which is exactly what the Democrats do all the time. All these politicians, doesn't matter if it's Democrats, they just lie. They constantly lie about stuff. I mean, take a listen to this piece here on Metastock. You're wondering where the support for 
where the or the anti TikTok movement came from. Take a listen. Congress members who support the TikTok Restrict Act versus how much Meta and Google stock they own. Last October, Dan Crenshaw bought two to $30,000 worth of Meta and Google stock. Five months later, it is only TikTok that is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. In January, Josh Gottenheimer bought three to $45,000 worth of Meta stock. Five and a half weeks later. So TikTok is basically bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party. On January 25th, Deanna Harshbarger bought $60,000 worth of Meta stock. One week later. And then you come over here and you see the opium version, which you know, uh, addicts our children. Dan Sullivan co-sponsored the Restrict Act. A few months earlier, he bought seven dollars to $105,000 worth of Meta and Google stock. Since January, Ro Khanna bought thirty-six dollars to $205,000 worth of Meta and Google stock. Two months later. But it seems to me an unnecessary risk to have the CCP have control in any way over ByteDance and TikTok. The difficult thing it's going to be for many Americans to come to grips with is that as the world is breaking from the hegemony of the dollar and breaking themselves free to become sovereign, our psychopaths are putting us in a prison more and more every day. The TikTok bill is nothing like people think. It's a complete sleight of hand, and it is a bill to impose massive control over the entire First Amendment and everything that you use digitally, which would likely scope to pay payment platforms since they're trying to force into play the new federal payment platform that they call FedNow, which they want everybody to use and make sure that you only use that platform so that they once again can track every bit of your digital exchange. I cannot stress this enough. The federal government is your enemy. It's all of our enemy. It has no good in mind. I don't care whether Trump supports this. I don't care whether Biden supports this. I don't care who supports this, Elon Musk, whoever. The fact of the matter is that the federal government is positioning itself to be complete controller of every single thing you consume so they can track it, so they can control what you consume, so they can tax you as they wish, and so they can force people into a complete digital prison. These are the first steps, and they are all complicit, every one of them. The only one right now, quite frankly, that has any sort of position in, in saying to another level that he has take, at least taken a position for the people is Senator Rand Paul. Take a listen. Breaking news update. Senator Josh Hawley just attempted to push a TikTok ban through the U.S. very, very hush-hush again and claims the First Amendment does not protect the right to spy on American citizens, even though it is clear that it is precisely one of the things our government wants to do under this Restrict Act. Now, if you're wondering how Senator Hawley tried to do this without anyone, including you or I, knowing right now, like a few hours ago... He used something called unanimous consent to get things pushed through fast and are considered normally routine. It requires all 100 senators to agree, but it can't pass if even one does not agree. And you'll never guess who objected to what he said. I'm shocked, but so happy he sided with us. It was Republican Senator Rand Paul. Senator Paul said we don't want to be like China and ban speech. Why would we want to be like China and ban freedom of speech? He also said he dislikes the idea that the Restrict Act can give any president so much power. We're going to ban 150 million Americans. This isn't just about the company. This is about the rights of 150 million Americans to get their content. You're restricting what they can do and you're restricting what they can use all within UNDO. Everything that's been said about, oh, this is a channel and a funnel to the government. These are all to the Chinese government. These are all conjecture. 
These are all things they're saying happen. As far as the sale of the company, I don't think we should force them to sell. The majority of the shareholders are not Chinese. The two engineers that developed it are, but to say that the algorithm has to reside in China and is in one tiny place and isn't anywhere else is a simplistic notion of the way technology works. The company has bent over backwards to work with our, with our government to try to set up something that would be reasonable, including more go government oversight. So I, for one, will say that I will continue to defend the First Amendment, and those who believe that the First Amendment doesn't protect this speech are in the wrong, and they'll find that out when the Supreme Court rules on this. I object. Stay tuned for more updates, but you guys, this is what I'm talking about. They want us to have a say in this, and we're winning. Kind of but it's something you can't let go of because they aren't going to stop trying to take away every bit of free speech because they know what they're trying to do. The whole acceptance of the CBDC, the whole acceptance of their scam is becoming revealed and people are becoming very leery of what they're trying to do next. They are going to try to force function this thing into society. And in so doing, they know very well that it, people are going to wake up to the fact that their pensions are broke, their 401ks are broke. There's no money in these. And that's why we, I've pushed so much for those in there to try to consider, do your research, but get your money out of, your, out of the paper currency investments. Get them into solid assets. Because once the system goes, there's no stopping it. The dollar is hemorrhaging. And it is moving faster than people had any idea. We're at an accelerated point, an accelerated position of a, of a forced CBDC exchange. It's happening. Now, it's just kind of a prelude to some of what we're going to talk about tonight. This is a great piece here on the importance of the Constitution. Someone I love once said, if we stuck to the Constitution as written, we would have no federal meddling in our schools, no Federal Reserve, no U.S. membership in the U.N., no gun control, no foreign aid. We would have no welfare for big corporations or handouts to the poor, no American troops in 120 foreign nations, no NAFTA, no GATT, no Fast Track, and certainly now no NATO. We would have no arrogant federal judges usurping states' rights, no attacks on private property, no income tax. We could get rid of most of those agencies, they're unconstitutional anyway, and most of the budget and the government will be the small, frugal, limited government it was meant to be by our founders. So tonight we're going to talk about that in context of a lot of things, the importance of getting back to the fundamentals of defending the Constitution, how we've been basically occupied by a corporate entity power, and that leads back to some of the discussion we had a couple of weeks ago with Chris Ann Hall and also just talking about some of the ways ahead and the challenges that we face. Patriots, in a last note here, because I just got an update with the prayer that we just made. This comes from the mother of the children. Please pray for all my babies, but say a special prayer for one Grayson. He's not good. The doctors say it will take a miracle. Well, Father God, we're praying today for a miracle. We pray for the supernatural healing that only you can bring that the blood of Christ heal this young man. And may this family be restored in spite of their tremendous shock and the tremendous pain they're going through. May they be restored and may the blessings of their children once again rise up to strengthen them as an example of the glory in Christ. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this.
we are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you either in 30 minutes for Brighty on TV, or I will see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line.
This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.